Friday Night Footy Talk with Joe Clark and Paul Archie. We know the game's opened up. There's a lot more free-flowing, only on the centre bounces. How have you seen the rule? Oh, look, I like it because I think that what, what, what that does prevent, and that's why the rule came in, was to actually prevent the flood. Like if you've got, you know, one minute to go and someone's only three points, um, yep. you know, up, well, then the opposition would just flood the back line. Friday Night Footy Talk, proudly brought to you by Jack's Wholesale Cars Adelaide. I think there's going to be a lot more creativity coming from the players on the field. Yeah. And he was trialling that. You could just see that. I just sensed that something's going to happen here, Joe, and you're going to find a lot more creativeness coming out of the players on the field. Yeah, but what about that hit he done in the grand final? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, AFL is the best game on earth. Now... It's time to talk footy with Joe Clark and Paul Archie. You can join in the conversation too. Go to the Karma Alice Springs Facebook page or call us on 0889 Yeah, welcome to Karma Radio listeners. It's that time of the week. It's AFL Friday Night Footy Talk with me, of course, Joe Clark and Paul Archie. Paul Archie, welcome to Karma Radio yet oh, again. Yeah, it's good to be here again, Joe. It's been a, a great, um, you know, last uh, last week was great, and I'm looking forward to the this week's games. Yeah, yeah, um, you know, what's happened between uh, last week and this week? There's a federal election being held, but that's not important. The most important thing tonight is we've got a star on the line. He's a premiership player with the Adelaide Crows. Danielle Ponto, welcome to Karma Radio. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on here. We promised our listeners last week that we'd try to get a premiership player, and guess what, listeners? We have a we have our territory's own. Danielle Ponta, she started at the tender age of 11 years of age, playing for the mighty St. Mary Football Club, a classy uh, ball winner. She went on to represent, or went to the AFL Academy and represented Central Allies in 2018. Also represented Essendon in the VFLW, and uh, was Adelaide's fourth selection in last year's draft. And uh, went on to play in the Premiership. Danielle, how good is that? Uh, yeah, it was very good. Um, yeah, just to get a game. Um you know, you've got a talented bunch of girls out at Adelaide, so just to get a game was one thing. But, yeah, to win the Premiership was it was unexpected, but, yeah, very special. Yeah, Danielle, it's Paul here, and, um, you know, uh, congratulations on winning the Premiership and playing in the Grand Final. Um, you know, it is, it, like you said, it is difficult to, um, you know, actually break into the 18, let alone the, the 22, but um, well done on that. So um, when you first... Um, uh, started playing with the Crows. Um, how, how did you feel? Did you sort of um, gravitate to a certain players and stuff? How did you settle into the club? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I reckon I kind of um, latched on to the NT girls that um, were training up in Darwin at the time and yep. um, have made the choice to move down to Adelaide. So going down there and training with the girls down there, I think, you know, I latched on to them quite a bit and um, put them, you know, are quite shy and quite yep. girls. Um, yeah, it was hard for me to open up to to all the um, other strong leaders and other girls in the group. So, but um, to have that um, support from those Darwin girls um, really helped me open up, and I think that's what yeah had a major influence on um, my career, not only on the field but like off as well. Oh, that's fantastic, yeah, because I think it's always difficult when you first go into a club to actually forge those relationships and you feel comfortable, but it looks like you let the footy do the talking. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Danielle, you came home with a wet sail to come second in the leading goal kickers. Uh, your teammate, fellow Territorian, Stevie Lee Thompson, she got 14 and Danielle Ponder 13. You even kicked more goals, dare I say it, than Erin Phillips this year. How good is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very surprised, actually. I started off the season in the back line and then I think after the first two rounds, uh, they made the decision to move me up forward and I was just lucky enough to get a few goals there, I think. Um, but yeah, to have Stevie and the bunch of girls that we do have in the forward line it was just um, amazing and credit to the girls in the midfield and the back line because I think we pride ourselves on our defensive acts and, you know, our, our work rate in that in that area 
rewards us um, with goals. So I guess I was just lucky enough to get on the end of a couple. Ah, that's excellent. Uh, pretty modest too. But I tell you, how is it playing in front of 50,000 people? 54,000. 54. That's yeah, Alice Springs. Catherine, Tennant Creek, all put together, and we'll also squeeze in half of Palmerston as well. That's a lot of people. <laughs> hey? Yeah, I wasn't. Oh, I wasn't expect. I don't think anybody expected um, to play in front of that much people. But it was it was awesome just to be there. Um, and when I did kick those goals, like the crowd was just amazing. And I think it was a uh, it was a good day for not only. AFLW, but all women in sport just have that, you know, that recognition and that support there to get behind us girls, not only us Adelaide girls, but even the Carlton supporters who come across was just amazing. Okay, in terms of goal setting, um, Danielle, what what do you see your goals are for the next, um, you know, uh, two two years, say? Uh... Win the medal? Uh, I haven't really. Yeah, don't really take goals. I've got words in your mouth, but good on you. Yeah, I don't really take goals for myself, but I think something uh, I want to achieve personally is just to, um, you know, be a better, oh, not a better, but um, a stronger role model, like be more confident and um, obviously get to that next level of football and, um, get my body right and all that type, all those little stuff that um, you know will all add up in the end. In the end, eventually. Yeah, fantastic. You know, 19 years of age. I think you're doing really well, Danielle, and we wish you all the best for the future. And uh, we'll be watching you um, next season and hope you do um, really well and continue on your great form. Thank you. Hey, Danielle, I got a couple more. Uh, one thing, there's probably a lot of girls out there in Central Australia and in the top end, all around Australia. Can you just give them one bit of advice, please, Sissy? Um, my bit of advice would probably be just to take every opportunity you get. I know, um, you know, women and oh, AFLWs, you know, it's only growing. So uh, when you have programs um, set up, I know in Alice Springs you've got programs down there up in Darwin. Um, and when do when opportunities do come across to take them because um, you know you never know where you could end up and it's like me I never thought I'd end up in the AFLW but because um, of those programs and you know that support around you it really helps and yeah uh, too dirty Danielle yeah. hey thanks very much for giving up your time and coming on and you know giving us a chat on AFL talk you're the first AFL female footballer on this show so and I'm proud of doing it with the Territorian. Well done Sissy, you keep up the good work, eh? Thanks Danielle. Yeah, well, thank you. And there you have it. A premiership player, 2019 premiership player with the Adelaide Crows, Danielle Ponta. What an absolute role model, Paul Archie. Oh, she's fantastic. She speaks really well. Like she's only young, you know, she's 19, but she she's talking about the right things, you know, about yeah. being a good team player, being a good role model, and going out there and working on her ability to become a better player. So I think that's really grounded and fantastic on her. And she'll do really well, you know. Oh, I think she's, yeah. she'll do fantastic. Yeah. And uh, she's an absolute talent, you know, having. Um, Having a cousin like Surioli uh, sort of got the right pedigree. Yeah. I'd love to talk about her all night, but yeah. we've got to go on and talk about eight other games, Paul. First, let's talk about last night's. You referred to one team out there as pensioners last week. Okay, Sydney Swans, 11 12 78. They went down to the Melbourne Demons, 15 10 100. Melbourne well, Demons. Cracked their first win for 2019. Yeah, and, and look, Joe, I, I think that the point here is that Sydney were 22 points up in that second quarter, and to play at the Sydney Cricket Ground and be 22 points up and not close the game down, the old Sydney would have closed that game down. Yeah. They might not have won by 22 points, but they would have won the game, whether yeah. it be 10 points or 5 points. They would have won that game. But they got overrun, Joe. They mm. ended up going down by 22 points, I think, something yeah. like that. It was it was a really, you know, it was a really tired effort from Sydney. Um, you know, they're older players. They just don't really um, have that, um, you know, that that. I know that just that little bite, you know. Even I watched Kennedy play in the midfield there. You know, he, he wasn't getting over the ball, he, and he was just wasn't in the game. And um, and Buddy, you know, Buddy's a champ. Yeah. Buddy's a champ, you know. But Buddy can't do it all the time. No. And he, he he's kicking um, outside the fifty arc. 
just wasn't he wasn't hitting the ball well. So it might be they're a little bit off the ball, but they can't afford to lose too many more games, Joe. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, they're three and one, Paul. They're looking down the barrel. They've only had one win, but. Uh, they're struggling to even win a game at home. They they lost seven last week last year at home. Yeah, but uh, this is what I put down Swans as too old, too slow. They got smashed in the centre clearances. Maxi Gorn just dominated. Yep. Why weren't Sydney Swans reading off his dominance? Well, you know, you got to look at the midfield of, of of Melbourne too, and it's it's pretty impressive. And they are very very good midfield. And you break down that that Melbourne side, and and you know they've got some very very good footballers in that side, and, and they're starting to click now. I mean, they were getting a bit over exuberant in terms of their win, uh, and that's good. But like Gary Lyon said, the champion from Melbourne said that you know the week before, you know when they when they thought they were up at half time, you know one of their players was talking about you know well, that's the grand we can beat any team in the in the league, but. And, and they went down, you know, because I think that um, they've got to keep a cap on it and they've got to get back to playing the footy that they did last year and they'll be fine. But, you know, they've got, they got a lot of work in front of them, Joe. Oh, they have indeed. They're a good side. They are a good side. So you're back in the winner's circle, Mr. B, the demon. Well done. We're going to have to go on to game tomorrow afternoon, Paul, where Geelong Cats, the undefeated Geelong mm. Cats, they take on the GWS Giants. In for the Catters, Jack Henry out. Lachlan Henderson injured. In for GWS, Callan Ward, big in, big in for them. And out, Tommy Sheridan, injured. Howard Geelong, gonna, and the game is played at GMHBA Stadium, the home of the Cattery. How's this game going to be running one, Paul? I'm just looking at those both of those sides, John. I'm thinking, what a great um, bunch of footballers on wow. both sides. I mean, there's some really champions amongst that lot. You know, you've got McGarry medalists and all in that, in, yeah. in the, both those sides, you know. So, um, look, I'm, I'm ticking, I'm, I'm going to tip Geelong Cats because I just think that they are playing a really consolidated, solid brand of football at the moment, Joe. You know, they've got this, you know, Radagolia, you know, when he went out last year and got injured, yeah. I reckon he was one of the main reasons why they didn't go any further in the game because mm. he, he, he's, a, he's a pinch hit player. He can go in the ruck. He can he can go back. He can go forward, um, and then you know, like it, you know, people like um, you know Luke Dalhouse that have come into the side, and um, you know Timmy Kelly, you know, absolute legend, champion, and Gary Rowan. I mean, these, these are these are players that are just contributing. Gary yeah. Ablett, you go through all that Geelong side, but then on the GWS side of things, you know, you got Phil Davis is solid at fullback, and Steve um, Coniglio. I mean, what a fantastic fullback. And Lockie Whitfield. Yeah. I tell you what, they don't contain Lockie Whitfield. GWS will win this game. Yeah. Because he's the fella that I was talking about, the West Coast Eagles. And and um, I'm pretty sure that, um, you know, the coach uh, gives him a little bit of free reign. So if he starts running off that half-back line and starts creating opportunities um, for Jeremy Cameron, Jeremy Cameron's a great footballer. Yeah. Um, you know, it could be dangerous for um, Geelong. That fullback, he's got his work cut out for the Catters today. He's going to have to stand Jeremy Cameron. And I, I think the job will go to Mark Bill Cavs. Yep, he'll get yep. the job. Yep. But uh, the Catters, I did tip them last week to win the premiership. There's no secret in that. But their move of Gary Abelard forward and yep. just being a permanent forward is going to be a winner for them. You did mention Minahan medal, medalists. I can also see a Nichols medal there. Parfit, he won a Nichols medal for the mighty premiers of this year in the mighty Tigers. A... That's um, that's the game tomorrow afternoon at uh, GMBH. We might go to um, we might. What was that time of the day? Boy, what the hell We're going to go to. Hi, this is just Malboy for Red. Oh. On stage, I love pushing the limits, but off stage, it's a different story. Get behind the wheel after you've been drinking, even if you're a little bit over and you're in real danger of causing a crash and possibly killing someone. That someone could be your best friend. So if you plan to have a few drinks at a gig, then plan for a designated driver who won't drink. You'll make the road safer for everyone. Rad. Check us out on Facebook. Hi, this is Adam Goods from the Sydney Swans and you're listening to Karma Radio, 8 Kin FM. Friday Night Footy Talk, proudly brought to you by Jack's Wholesale Cars Adelaide. Go to their website and check out the best deals. Jack'sWholesaleCars.com.au Yeah, welcome back, listeners. Now, Paul, we got a game at the MCG tomorrow afternoon. It's Essendon Bombers. They take on the undefeated Brisbane Lions. 
In for the Bombers, Mason Redman, Mitch Brown, Cale Hooker and David Myers. Out. Adam Aaron Francis omitted. Kobe Much injured. Matt Gilfren omitted. Sean McKernan injured. In for the Lions, Alan Christensen and Nick Robinson out. Zach Bailey injured and Ryan Bassanak omitted. The stats. The Lions have met S- the, haven't met Essendon in 10 years at the MCG. This is the first game they're going to play them in 10 years. That's that's a big uh, big break from playing uh, one club at a at the Hell on Turf. Yep. And uh, the matchup for mine, Zach Merritt and uh, Dane Zorko tonight, Paul, uh, tomorrow afternoon, Paul. Yeah, look, it's going to be a good game, Joe. And, um, you know, Brisbane Lions, let's take a hat off to the Brisbane Lions because, you know, they are they are flying, Joe. Your team is absolutely flying. Mind you, they won their games. But they did win at Eddie Hart, you know, yeah. not Eddie Hart, uh, Marvel Stadium. They did from win behind. there. And they won, yeah, from behind. And they've uh, won the two games up there in, in Brisbane. Um, you know, MCG's a big ground. Mm. Um, Essendon ain't playing all them, but they are, they are a good side. Um, but Brisbane Lions, you know, they seem to be settled. They seem to be believing in one another. Um, they have this, um, they, they have that that feel about success about when they go out in the field. And I've and I watched their games, Joe. And um, really interesting to see Alan Christensen coming back into the side, you know. And, and I've always said this bloke is a really good footballer, um, but he just doesn't take it that extra step, mm. you know. I thought he was a better footballer at Geelong than what he has been at um, Brisbane Lions, but let's hope that he can fit into the side and that brings the best out of him. But Dane Zorko is the champion too, and, um, you know, like you, you, and, but Lockie Neal. Yeah. Lockie Neal, they're already tipping him to win the, yeah. the medal, mate. Yeah, he, yeah. he is that good. He, he had, he's had 29, 43, 43 touches. I mean, that's what Brisbane needed. Well, that's why they recruited him. Quality Joe. midfield. I mean, we lost a quality midfielder in Beams, yep. but we got even a even qualier. We, I don't know if you can get qualier, but we it's got good more word. quality yeah. in, in Lockie. I'll go and check that word in the thorus. Qualier, but I'm okay. pretty sure it's there. I just made it up. Yeah, well, good one, mate. <laughs> but hey, listen to yeah. this one, Paul. Essendon have three max. Yep. McKer- McKenna, McGrath, McDonald, Tip, and Woody. Lions have got four max. McKer- McInerney, McStay, McCarthy, and McCluggage. The four Mac deal is going to win. Not the three Mac deal here. Okay. It, the four. have to pay for that, mate. Two million? Oh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, I think um, Brisbane Lions are stronger this year. Yep. And I think, I mean, their league speed... Their, their league speed, run, run, run. That's what's going to happen they're this playing, week. They're, they're playing like a team that's got belief, Joe. They believe in each other and they believe in the team. And I think that that's a, a good measure of the coaching and the staff, uh, coaching staff of Brisbane to actually instill that them over a period of time. You could see it coming last year. Yeah. It just didn't quite get there. But I reckon, you know, they win, they win uh, tomorrow. They're going to make the eight. Yeah. But look, we've already talked and, you know, this is, this is the last thing I'm going to say about Brisbane. At home? Beat the Premiers, reigning Premiers, West Coast. That was that was a good win. That's a big Come win. from behind. Big win. 30 points down at quarter time. Ruse, come from behind at Marvel. Big win. Port Adelaide last week, from behind. Big win. Essendon are going to have a hard work tomorrow. They will. My son's going to be there. Go Kings. Cheer for them. Next game, Port Adelaide take on Richmond Tigers. Wow, they're a different... Outfit now. You said it last week, Paul. When a team doesn't make any changes, they lost last week, but this week Port are not making any changes. In for the Tigers, Dylan Grimes, Basher Hooley, they need him down, they need to get some run off him. Liam Baker, Shay Bolton, Shay Bolton, Josh Caddy, and Jack Ross out. Dan Butler omitted. Ryan Graithwaite omitted. Dusty Martin suspended. Jaden Short Injured. Trent Cotchin, injured. Ogle Margoff, omitted. That's a big, big wholesale changes, Paul, for, for a team that were red-hot favourites for last year's grandfather, didn't make it. They won the year before. They're in trouble. Yeah, well, Joe, the, you know, it, it's over. It's over. Revo I, I think I think that, um, you know, for the first time ever, they've got the big four out, you know, the full-backed. You know, the full forward, the centerman, and the champ himself. You know, Mister. You know, don't give me yeah, trouble. The don't I'll just, argue. I'll just yeah. push you over. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I think um, you know, look, Port Adelaide, they're a good side. 
Um, they are a side of good quality players. Paddy Ryder, Robbie Gray, Travis Boak, you know, Tom Rockcliffe, old Brisbane Lions captain, great footballer. Tom Jonas, you know, um, they are a very, very good side and they are playing well. And some of the younger players that have got in there, Darcy Burst-Jones and, and others, uh, Willem Drew, that they're doing really, really well. I can't see Richmond... Um, um, coming back, Joe. I just think that I think that they're going to miss the eight. Yeah. And I said that, yeah. you know, at the first show. I, I think they're going to miss the eight. You, you called it, Paul, early. But what, what's impressed me with the power? They're two talls. Lysette, Premiership player from yes. last year, mind you, he's coming up and he's backed Paddy Ryder up. Yes, Paddy Ryder's not taken taken all the grunt. Yeah. That, that, that's he's a second ruckman. Well, they want Paddy to be there at round eighteen, mate. You yeah, know? well, that's they what they need. That by, by supporting him. Yeah, and that's what they've done. So yep. I, I, I really like that move. What uh, what they've done there, yep, there, Port Adelaide. Really but uh, you know, Port Adelaide, how are they going to win? Run, 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 run. They transition the ball very quickly out of defence. They get flowing through the midfield, and then they, they that allows Brad Ebert. And Robbie Gray, and this young fella, Connor Rosie. Oh, yeah. He kicked five yeah. last week yeah. against Brisbane. I thought that was fantastic. Fantastic football. This is another interesting stat, Paul, that will knock, uh, will just put your comment you made about Richmond in highlights. They ha- they've only lost two games since 2010 with either of these two out of these four. So if Alex Rance, Rewalt, Martin, Cotchin, mm-hmm. whenever any of those, like they've never been out, all of them together, yep. but they've only lost two games when only two of them are out. Yep. Since that, that's a big stat. That when is. they're all out, that's 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 four qualities that they're going to be sorely missed. That's their leadership team, Joe. They're going to really struggle in Adelaide. And, yep. you know, we know the, the crowd at Adelaide, they're going to just go off their chops because they lost a game last week. Close? Yep. Port Adelaide will win this game easy. I agree. Wow. Port Adelaide, they're on the rise. Hey, big shout-out to you, Vinny. If you're listening, I know you'd be tuned in. North Melbourne, they take on Adelaide Crows, Paul, at Marvel Saturday night. In for the ruse, Mason Wood. Territorian's own Jed Anderson, he's back. Paul Ahern and Cameron Zahir, all in. Out. Ben McKay omitted. Bailey Scott rested. Dom Tyson omitted. Tom Campbell omitted milestone games. Luke McDonald plays his 100th game for the Crows. In, Miles Polkhorn, Cameron Ellis Yulman. About time this young fella yeah, come back. They needed him in yes. the midfield. Out. Bryce Gibbs from Carlton being omitted. Yeah, the ex Carlton. And we've seen that bad injury there of Paul Seedsman. He's out injured. Going to be a big week for our man Eddie Betts. The critics are coming out for him, the 32-year-old. I'm not, but these are just some of the stats that uh, we need to think about. Last week, Eddie Betts was held goldless. Now, that hasn't happened for a long, long time. He's only got three for the year. Yep. Big week for Eddie at yep. home, against uh, away against yep. the Kangaroos. They need Eddie Betts to step up. Yeah, well, Joe, I don't think Eddie's forgotten how to play football. I think it's just one of those... Um, Situations where the team itself just isn't allowing Eddie and for him to get involved with the game. I mean, he's trying, he's coming up the field, he's running around the back of the packs, he's getting in front of the ball, um, he's looking for the front and centre. Um, so he's doing all those sort of things. And look, Adelaide Crows, are, um, they're not a bad side. I've, I've watched them now for the last, um, you know, three weeks and um, they are a good side. North Melbourne are also a good side. Um, but, you know, with the... Um, you know, um, the run of the Crows um, and the steadiness that they have in their back half, I just believe that the Crows are going to win this game and they'll, and they'll win it quite well. Um, even though North Melbourne are back, they won last week um, and they look good. Um, I just really like the, the run of, you know, we've got Rory Laird at the back there, Daniel Talia, Wayne Miller, he's a good footballer. Yeah. He's a very, very yeah. good footballer. And Brody Smith, capable. you know, when they run that ball out, we need to get, they need to get more out of Tom Lynch. They need to get a lot more out of the Taylor Walker. The skipper, yeah. And, you know, and then Josh Jenkins. And that's the, if anything, that's their weak link. 
their forward line is not performing. And, and Eddie can't be held out yeah. and saying, well, it's just Eddie Betts, you know. Come yeah. on, he's been holding that forward line up for so long now. Yeah, the, yeah those, they've got three. They've got uh, those, those, all those other players there. What Walker, are they doing? Josh Jenkins, yes. two big boppers. They need to stand up. That's and right. that's where Eddie comes to and the forward Eddie comes, their feet. Uh, you know, picks up the scraps and, and, and is the opportunist. Paul, I'm really impressed with the Crouch brothers. Yeah. They're, they're, they're early yeah, right. 20s. They're great. They're Matt, Matt Crouch, and there's another. What's the other Crouch's name? But both Crouch brothers, there's both quality. And, and it's Brad Crouch. Crouch. Yeah, they're yeah. both quality. I, I really like how they get about their football. It, it frees up Sloan. It does. And, and, and it frees up uh, other on-ballers, you know, like uh, Laird and McKay, Riley Knight. Those midfielders, you know, they, yep. they they give them a breathing space, and they were sorely missed last year. They were the Crouch were. brothers, but they're back and they're bigger and better. I think the matchup for me out of this game, Rory Laird against Kane Turner. Rory Laird's a dashing halfback flanker, but uh, Kane Turner, he's like a tagger. Yes, for the for yep. the opposition yep. rebounder or quarterback, as we like to talk about him as, but. Uh, I think that's going to be the matchup of the round. If if uh, North Melbourne can ex- execute the run of Rory yeah. Led, they'll go they'll go on to get close to winning this game. I'm like you, Paul. I'm going to tip Adelaide Crows. Yeah, and, you know, and, if, and Charlie Ma might be listening too, and he was saying, "What are you blokes talking about?" You know, the old North North Melbourne yeah. supporter. And you know, we've got to say some good words about North Melbourne too. You know, Sean Higgins is back, and he's in there. Jack Siebel, you know, Taron Thomas, and Robbie Tarrant in the back there, back half there. So you know, like, look, um, North Melbourne. They are there and they're about, but they're not going to win this game. They just don't have the the team connecting as well as what it could could be. And, and Adelaide ain't that far off. I think Adelaide's closer to having their game refined and, and perfected than what North Melbourne are. And that's the reason why I'm going for Adelaide Crows. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, also, I think Polak, he came oh, into a bit of yeah, form last week, ex-power. Uh, ex and they've got the ex-Gold ex, um, Coast Aaron Hall in there also. Half-time, that's the half-time siren, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, this is Stephen Greenfield, four-time winner of Fink for Rad, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. It's that time of the year again, Fink Desert Race. That means bikes, buggies, dirt, dust and plenty of booze. The only things that aren't welcome in that mix are drink drivers. So if you're going to have a few drinks at Fink, then go for it. Just don't go for your keys. Instead, arrange a sober bob who won't drink. Hey, this is Michael Long and you're listening to Karma Radio 8 Kin FM. Welcome to Them Special Moments with Joe and Paul. Yeah, welcome to our new segment on our show, Dem Special Moments. Paul, I've got to ask you what your special moment is for round three. Oh, for last, for last week, for round three, Joe, was, um, you know, it was, it was sort of like four minutes ago, um, uh, late in the first quarter against West Coast and Collingwood. And it was a moment where uh, both sides, you know, first time up uh, facing each other after the grand final. Yeah. And it was sort of setting the tone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it was Collingwood going, you know, into the forward line. Um, and they got the ball on the on the half-forward flank and they kicked it across. And Big Mason Cox was standing there right in the goal square. And and the actual defence of the um, West Coast Eagles to get back and actually thwart the big fella from getting his foot onto the ball uh, and then clear it. Um, just shows that um, West Coast, um, you know, they've, they've got their closed-down tactics happening. They've got their defence happening. And then the ball went straight down and they kicked a goal, you know. So um, that set the tone. And then consequently, West Coast went on to win the game. Yeah, that, that was a special moment in the game. I can remember that clearly. The special moment I've picked, Paul, I don't know, it's not that special, but I thought the attack on both... When Fife, Nat Fife attacked the football, he came off second best. He got knocked clean out. Just attacking the football has cost him a game this week. Yep. Because he's still conscious, uh, unconscious. He was knocked clean out. And no, no, medalist, mate. But it, yeah, that, that's, you know, that's got to do with looking after him. But that was a turning point for me. Frio, Frio, they lost him now for this week. Yeah. Just an attack on the football cost you a game. Not clean out. We'll go for a break. Well, you work to earn a living, but on weekends comes the time. You can do whatever turns you on, get out and clear your mind. 
me, I like football. There's a lot of things around. When you line them up together, the footy wins hands down. There's a lot more things to football than really meets the eye. There are days when you could give it up. There are days when you could fly. You either love or hate it, depending on the score. When the team run out or they kick a goal, how's the mighty roar? Friday Night Footy Talk, proudly brought to you by Jack's Wholesale Cars Adelaide. Go to their website and check out the best deals, jackswholesalecars.com.au. Yeah, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys. Wherever you may be tuned in around this great country, you got me, Joe Clark and Paul Archie with a Friday Night Footy Talk. And Paul... It's that time of the game. It's the premiership quarter. It's the third quarter. This is where my sleeves are rolled up and we attack this game. Big shout out to my mate out there listening. I know you're listening and you're waiting for the last game. Hawthorne. Hello, Josh. Good afternoon to you. But before we get to the Hawthorne game, we got the Derby over over the West. West Coast Eagles, they take on Fremantle at Optus, of course. In for the Eagles, Liam Duggan. Josh Rothman has been omitted. In for Frio, Sam Skizlowski. Lockie Schultz out is Bailey Banfield and Nat Fife injured. Ed Landon's playing his 50th game for the Dockers. The stat, the Eagles have been unbeaten for 15 straight games with Josh Kennedy and Jack Darling in the same lineup. That stretches way back to 2017 when they lost a, a semi when they lost a semi-final to the Giants. And guess what, Paul? They're both in. Josh Kennedy and Jack Darling. So the stats say they're going to win. How are you going to convince me that that's that uh Frio are going to and the listeners how Frio are going to win this one? Well, Joe, I can't convince you. <laughs> Because quite clearly, you look at the West Coast Eagles side, you know, and, and I was I was sort of thinking, you know, oh, you know, um, but you know they oh, the two wins they've had the last two weeks, they had that they lost that game against your side, the Brisbane Lions, you know, and they've come out and quite comprehensively taken care of the last two opponents, Joe. And when I look at that backline of West Coast Eagles, Shannon Hearn, Tom Barras, Tom Cole, Brad Shepard, Jeremy McGovern, and Lewis Jetta, you know, you got experience there, you got pace, you got you got grunt, you got attack, you got you know. And and I liken this West Coast side now to um, you know how the old Warriors would have fought wars. You know, they 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 actually had their armies lined up like the bull's horn. You know, they have the forehead there. 
would just be a wall of uh, soldiers and they had the, the two horns would be soldiers going out the side there and attacking on the flanks and they get a surround you then they half kill you <laughs> You know, that's the problem that's going to happen to premium. They're going to get half killed, mate, I'm telling you. Uh, look, no, shouldn't say that about Fremantle. They're, they're a good side, you know, but, uh, you know, I can't see them uh, getting within a bull's roar of West Coast Eagles. Yeah, well, it's all about the bulls. I think, for me, Paul, it's a big week. I'm going to pick out an individual here, Andrew Gaff. Yep. It's pretty self-explanatory why yep. it's a big week. Yep. The last time he went out and played against this team, mm-hmm. he belted a young kid in the face. Yes, he did. Broke his jaw. He got yep. a long, long suspension. He did. This is a ploy from West lost Coast. The, lost the grand final. They lost the yeah. grand final because Gaff would have been right there. You know, Gaff would have been there. He lost playing in the grand playing final. Playing in the grand yeah. final. His team won, but it cost one, yeah. him yeah. that medal that yeah, lives you forever. But... They've, they brought him back last week deliberately. He yes. started. He started like a house on fire. Yes. He came back and he got 35 touches Yep. against Collingwood. So, you know, they brought him back and, he, and, and you know, that's like he's, you know, Rick, yep. last year he missed out in the premiership. But every time he gets in that ball, there's going to be purple streamers. There's going to be purple boos every time he comes near it. And he just needs to overcome that. And he knows, we all know he's a better person for that. It was just a snap. And, you know, he acknowledges that the young fella's still there. Yeah, you know, like, and, and a psychological blow like that, you know, it depends on the player and, and how they can overcome that. And especially if you, um, you know, and if you feel for the player that you hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and obviously Andrew feels that. Um, but, you know, he's a professional footballer, Joe. Yeah. You know, and he'll go out there and, and he'll put that behind him. But he'll always be reminded, like you said, by the supporters. They'll be booing him. Mm-hmm. They'll be, you know, he won't be um, getting any love from any of the Fremantle supporters there. So it's going to be very interesting. But, um, you know, but on that Fremantle side, you know, I think Michael Waters is, uh, Walters is doing fantastically well at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you've got uh, Matt Taverner. I think he's stand, starting to stand up there at full forward for, um, for Fremantle because they have won two games, Joe. Yeah. They, they're doing well. I think Matt F- Nat Fife's going to be a, a, a huge out for them, um, but also Jesse Hogan. Jesse Hogan is, yeah. is a you know he's an unknown quantity. That bloke, you know, mm. when he first came in and started playing for Melbourne, he was a number thought, one draft. Oh yeah, they they thought that that was you know that was. That was he was going to take him to the flag, mm-hmm. and I reckon that, that they picked him up really well. And they've got Reese Conker there in the halfback line from the mighty Richmond Football Club, you know. So, um, you know that Bradley Hill, yep. You know, he's a good footballer, Brad. Oh, yeah. He just coasts around and people... He, he, he won their best affairs the last two years yeah. in a row. He's a good footballer. He, he's a premier um, player oh, with the yeah. Hawks. He, he, yeah. Correct, Joe. Correct. Yeah. So the guy can play football. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so interesting to see. Interesting to see how they go. I, I like I like how Adam Adam Kerra is yep. going about his business in the guts. Oh, yeah. Yep. Lockie Neal, I mean, obviously, that no surprise, Lockie Neal left that midfield. Yes. This young fellow's stepping up. I like that. He is. I like it. And you just, you just get a growing extra leg. When someone like Ross Nyan gives you the responsibility, yeah. you're running the pivot today, yeah. kid. And he's taken it. And, he, and he's taken, taken on the opportunity. And Nathan Wilson's a good footballer too. Yeah. He's great. Bringing that ball out of the back line. I like a Matera. Brandon Matera, I like him still on the bench. He makes up. He makes up. When he gets on there, he, he, he's Matera. Yeah. He's a material. Yeah, look, he's, he's, he's very dangerous around the ball. Yeah. Um, I think he gets found out when, when they keep him on the ground too long. You know, they, they need to have him as a pinch hit player, come on and do the damage and then go off again, you know. So um, he's got that deadly left foot, but like all the materials, he's a, he's a great little footballer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I, I, I'm, um, I'm going to lean towards West Coast. Yeah, I'm leaning towards him in a big way, Joe. Okay, Ten so goals at least. Well, West Coast Eagles, eh? Oh, you're not going to get on that six to one anyway. We'll no, uh, gamble responsibly. Decided to go against that. Uh, Golko Suns take on the Carlton Blues at the Metricon. Don't sound so excited, Joseph. At Metricon Stadium Sunday afternoon, in for the Suns. Will Brody, Sam Day, George Holler, and Smith. Adam Young. No outs as yet because it's a Sunday game. There's a mild milestone game for Jesse Joyce. He's playing his 50th. In for the Blue Bagers. Matthew Kennedy, Jack Silvani, Charlie Kernow. Geez, they need him back. Liam Stoker. None out, of course, because it is a Sunday game. And, of course, Liam Stoker is new. Matthew Loby is playing his 100th game and Charlie Kernow is playing his 50th game. My 
My matchup of, for this game, the matchup of this game is Jack Bowers against my man Patrick Cripps. Paul, how are Carlton going to break their egg? Well, Joe, I'm I'm bitterly disappointed with Carlton from last week's game. I just thought that um, getting beaten by Sydney, um, and Sydney's a pretty average side, mm-hmm. um, and it's just really disappointing. And 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 you know, like I'm sort of of the opinion now that you know, um, if we can't win against Sydney with the side that we've got, there's something missing within that psyche of that team. Mm-hmm. Gold Coast. Um, you know, the coach of Gold Coast now has got them playing good footy, Joe. And, I've, and I looked at the Gold Coast and I really didn't believe in them. But they're a good side. They mm. got over Bulldogs last mm-hmm. last week, you know, mm-hmm. and winning a game of football. I remember, with, in, in I remember meeting Steve May here uh, one day and he was talking when he came up for the Aboriginal game that didn't happen because of the rain. Yeah. And he was saying it's just so hard to win an AFL game. And he was playing with the, with the Gold Coast when they were getting flogged, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, they're a good side. That And I looked at this young fellow, um, you know, Nick Holman, that plays half forward for the Gold Coast, you know. He's, he's light, but he, he, you know, he gets the ball, you know, and you've got, you know, um, other players, you know, you've got the old, old guard there of Dave Swallow, uh, Jack Martin, Jack Martin's in and about, you know, he's, he's a good footballer, Jack Martin. Yep. Um, you know, they, they are a side which is underrated, there's no, Peace Hanley, Peace Hanley played one of the best games I've ever seen him play last week, Joe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. he's oh, back yeah. to what he was, his best at Brisbane Lions, Yeah, mate. yeah, yeah. He, 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 he was just fantastic. I'm not going to talk about Carlton. Well, maybe I should. I'll talk about Carlton. Um, it's good to see Charlie Kerno back. But yeah. I'm, I, don't, I don't see Carlton beating the Gold Coast Suns. Gold Coast Suns are going to win this game. I'm a Carlton supporter. I'll be honest with you. Uh, these guys are going to lift their game, and they've got, to, they've got to win a game of football, Joe. And I, don't, I don't care what it takes. They need to go out there, and somebody needs to sacrifice something. Yeah. Nobody's wanting to sacrifice anything at Carlton. This is a stat. It, it doesn't come when you're – this stat doesn't come along when you're belting sides. It comes yeah. along when you're defending lots. Now, this stat will be surprising to you. Jacob Wittering has got the most intercept marks there for the go. AFL. Yep. Because the ball the just keeps line. getting pumped in yeah. there. He's, yep. he's, on, he's on top with 11 intercept marks. And on the other hand, the other lad up the other end in Collins – Sam Collins for for the Gold Coast Suns. He's also with eleven, and only other one closest to him is Luke Ryan, is uh, is from Frio. But uh, Carlton Paul, you know, I like I like the addition of Mitch McGovern. I like the addition of um, the forward up forward the other big fellow Ed Kurt, sorry the um, Harry McKay. I like him. I like it. But it's not worth having them if the Correct. ball's not getting there. It's not getting there enough. And Patrick Cripps needs a hand. I don't reckon Mark Murray's 100%, Paul. No, he probably isn't. And I think he's getting a bit old in the tooth there too, or long in the tooth, should I say. But look, they've got to win a game, Joe. They've got to find any way they possibly can to win a game of football. They've got the... They've got the the team there, they've got yep. the players, mm-hmm. they've got to win a game mm-hmm. of football. And this side that they're playing against, Gold Coast Suns, are showing that you can win a game of football if you are prepared to go out there and play it hard, play the ball hard, and play to the instructions that your coach has given you. Yep. Maybe the coaching instructions that he's getting given to Carlton isn't the right instructions. Yep. And, and I think confidence plays a big thing with some of these players. Like, okay, let's start the season. Carlton, they were in it. They they fell asleep in the first quarter against Richmond and in the last, so they played a half a game, they only just lost. Then they, they took on Port Adelaide over there and they led for most of the game and they lost. Then they played Sydney. I think they're better than That's Sydney. Disappointing. But they lost. They did. And then this week they've come up against the Suns. Lose one more. We're looking at the wooden spoon, mate. Back to back. Back to back. Hasn't been done for a while. What an achievement. (laughs) That's a big call. But I'm like you, Paulie. They just have to win. Find a way to win. win. They've got to win, Joe. Yeah. Not this week, Not this week, no. I'm going for Gold Coast. Poor Zip. Oh, we, we might uh, we might go to the next game, yeah. eh, Paul? Oh, the sorry? last quarter. Last the last quarter. We'll we go to the last quarter. I'm getting tired. I need to rest my legs. Yeah, okay. 
Hi, this is Rick Hall for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Now that it's Tattersall's Fink Desert Race time, you need to think about your trip home after the race. And that means if you've hit the drink, chances are it'll still be in your body by the time you start your drive home. Now it's a bit of a gamble whether the cops will stop you or not, but if they do and you're over the limit from the night before, that'll really stuff up your weekend. So try this, either drink or drive. Don't mess around trying to do both. Hey Mob, this is Patrick Johnson and you're listening to the legendary Karma Radio, 8Kin FM. Friday Night Footy Talk, proudly brought to you by Jack's Wholesale Cars Adelaide. Go to their website and check out the best deals, jackswholesalecars.com.au. Yeah, welcome back. We can't have our sponsors. We got the fourth quarter and this is what's going to sort out the last two games, we're going to talk about the last game of the round first, and then we're going to talk about the Friday night last. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? That makes sense. If it doesn't make sense, it will. Yeah. We're going to talk about St Kilda. They take on the Mighty Hawks who are up and about. Big shout out to you, Smithy, Josh Moldridge, and all you Hawk girls that are listening in. Anyway, Saints. In for the Saints, Jack Stevens, Ben Long. Ben Patton and Darren Joyce. No outs as yet because it's a late Sunday game. In for the Hawkers, Jared Ruffhead, Daniel Howe, Telia Miles and Caden Brand, of course. No outs. The stat, haven't picked up 30 disposals per match in 2017-18. Sab Ross has been out of touch. This year, only averaging 24 touches. St Kilda want to win. They have to get him up and about. The matchup that I'm really looking forward to is big boy Ben McAvoy. He takes on Rowan Marshall. Paul, who's, sorry, also both Ruckman and Press last week with different ends of the player rankings. McAvoy was rated number 15. Marshall, 463, having lined up just 15 career games. How... How? Who's going to win this, Paul, and how? Have St Kilda lost the game? I think they're they're three and zip, aren't they? I'm, I'm not quite sure. What, what? 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 Where are they? What? What's? How many games have they have they won? Um, but you know, like they're they're, they're playing really good football, St Kilda, um, and and you know, I'm sort of thinking, you know, they are a good side. They 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 lost last week. Yeah, that's right. Um, but the, the the first two games, you know, they they were they were good wins. I mean, they beat the Gold Coast by a point. Yeah. But the, but they played good footy. Um, Hawthorne are, are in a similar position. You know, they they are they are playing well, um, but not um, to the point where it's sort of like, uh, you know, you got to stand up and say, look, this this team's going to be in the eight. You know, I haven't tipped Hawthorne to be in the eight, and I've actually gone out on a limb and said St Kilda are going to be in the eight. I think. Yeah. Um, but. Looking at, um, you know, St Kilda, um, Josh Bruce, you know, interesting, interesting. You know, centre forward, um, you know, he he's a great footballer, but he just doesn't seem to, um, you know, fire every week. Mm-hmm. Um, they need him to be firing every week, and then they are in business because he's a great footballer and he can direct that traffic and other players can run past and get those balls as they're running past. Um, it's good to see Ben Long in the side. He'll add some flair and some and some talent around that forward line, I'm pretty sure, and around the, when the ball hits the ground. Um, then you look on Hawthorne's side of the, of the ledger, um, Chad Wingard, you know, he, he, he lit him up last week. He kicked three last yeah, week. Yeah, he did, and it was great to see Chad playing you know, as we know, he can play, and uh, I gather all those Hawthorne supporters will be saying, "Thank goodness for that." You know, he's he's come with the right attitude, um, and um, you know he's going to work in closely there with Luke Bruce and um, Jared Ruffhead and and Jack Gunson in that forward line, um, and the old veteran Paul um, Pop- Popolo, Poppy, old Poppy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, he's a, he's a he's a great footballer, and um, you know James Sicily. I really like James Sicily. Yeah. I think he's a he's a great footballer, you know. Um, he is a player that um, is going to be there when Hawthorne win their next flag. Yeah, for sure. And they will win a flag Hawthorne at some particular point in time, but not this year. Yeah, no way, not this year. Ruffhead's a big one back in. They yeah. need that leadership with him. I think for O'Meara, Jager O'Meara, this week 
he, he's been the star for the Hawks this season so far. He, he's been very well, despite not, not having too much support around him, Paul. I thought he's he's really stood up through the first couple of games. But I think Jack Steele will go straight to him. He's a tagger, a renowned tagger. He's going to try cut uh, cut him out of the game because that's where they've been getting all their run. O'Meara, uh, Jager O'Meara, he, he played in the shadow of uh, Tom Mitchell. He had a few injuries last year, but he's back in. He has to take a bulk of the midfield because uh, we know that reigning Brownlow medalist is out and Tom Mitchell for, for the remainder of the year. But that just means Wingard, he has to share a bit of a role with him through the uh, rotations. But I, 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 I'm going to go, I'm gonna, I hope you're listening, Uncle Lancey, Paul Ross, Owen Coles, I'm going to go for St Kilda. Yeah, I'm, I'm not very far behind you. And I'm going I'm to tip the Mighty Saints. So I think that they are playing well um, and they are, they've got, there's some belief in that side. Um, and, you know, like the old saying around, if you look at Hawthorne, there's some, there's some pretty old legs in there. Yeah. There's some pretty old legs. And I think that the legs are starting to catch up on a lot of these teams now. And, the, and you know, the, the teams are starting to now really work a lot harder in and around the ball. And, and the new rules coming in. Yeah. So I think a lot, of, a lot of teams are finding it hard to adjust to those rules. Yeah. And, and I think it's starting to catch some of those teams out. So I'm going to go with St Kilda. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I, I, before we go to the next game, Paul, can I just touch on that new rule? I, I don't. You, you've said it; they, they're not getting it. That looks like you know when when the kickouts. Yep. When when teams have got it. Yep. They they know what they're doing. Yes. There's a plan. Yes, they've, there they've is. thought it there through. Is. Yeah, there is. Some teams just look like. What's this again? What do we have to do? They're yeah. just not with it. Yeah, I think it's got to do with their setups, you yeah. know, and they're getting they've got to get used to the ball coming out a lot quicker. Yeah. You know, and so um so I think that that's 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 that is the downside for a lot of the the teams that are not picking it up. And then it allows the offense to get in early and then manipulate what's going to happen up forward. So, you know, that's something that I think teams have got to pick up and St Kilda have done their homework and they picked up on that. And so have the Gold Coast. And you look at some of these teams that understand the rules and they know how to play the rules are doing it really, really well. Yeah. You, know, you know the rule that we're talking about rules, but the one that I think is going to be, you know, uh, end up in tears is that one with the with the hand in the back. Yeah. Because that's subjective, you know. Like, you know, when is it a push in the back when yeah. there's a hand in the back, you know. Yeah, I mean? yeah. It shouldn't be no, it should be no hands no, in the great, back at all. Yeah, yeah. It shouldn't be, be nothing. Yeah. You know? Anyway. Yeah. So. Uh, well, they, on that other rule, when the ruckman take yeah. it out of the ruck, Yep. You know, before they take it out of the ruck, and as soon as someone touched you, it'd be dropping the football. Yep. Now the ruckman can do the yep. don't argue dusty. If, oh, they, yeah. if you're going to put up, yep. we've seen with Richmond last year, yep. they conceded defeat. Yep. All right, they use the rules. Yes, they conceded defeat. They had yeah. people like Sean Edwards right, going exactly. up in the ruck exactly against the big boppers. So they were conceding defeat. Now there's no way in the world you're going to let. Uh, a ruckman take possession of the ball. You're not going to get Wingard up against uh, their big ruckman. No. No way. No or, way. or you're not going to get Caleb Daniel yep. rucking against Mason Cox That's tonight. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no way. But I, I like them rules. I like them. And you said it last week, Paul, about those 6-6-6 six, six, six after yep. a goal's been yep. kicked. If them rules weren't in place, the last five minutes... Port Adelaide could have flooded and Brisbane would have lost. Exactly. But they opened it up and then a couple of goals get kicked. Same same with uh, when Western Bulldogs just kept coming and coming and coming at the Hawks. Yes. The Hawks could have quite easily flooded, but it's in the rules to keep your zones. And, and it worked. And it is really difficult now to stop the run on. Yeah. Once teams got the run on, it's a psychological run on as well as the players are all up and about. It is really difficult then to stop that. Yeah. They were the more rules. We're going to cut them to pieces right throughout this year, ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, those rules. And it's that time we've got, we got a, the, tonight's match. We're all level now. Last week we were a bit all over the shop because of daylight savings. Now the east coast of Australia have woken up and think that the best time is to come from Central Australia. So we're on the equal time other than the half an hour difference. This game tonight should be an absolute crackerjack. It's played at the MCG. Collingwood, last year's grand finalists, they take on Western Bulldogs. In for Collingwood, Travis Varco. 
out Levi Greenwood milestones. Chris Main plays his 200th game for Collingwood. Bullies, JJ, Jason Johansson, 2017 Norm Smith medalist, 16, sorry. Out, Lewis Young omitted milestones. Tory Dixon played his, plays his 100th game tonight. The stat, the magpies. Listen to this one. Stracky, hope you're listening. The pies have just won one of their past four games at the MCG. How are they going to beat uh, the doggies tonight, Paul? How are they going to do that on this hallowed turf of the MCG? Well, Joe, you know, I've got a strong belief in Collingwood. You know, I even tipped them to win the flag, and I, I, I reserve the right to change my um, prediction 18 at, at round 18. You know, but if they're holding together at round 18, I'll, I'm going to stick with this mob because I reckon that they are a good side. Yeah. Um, you know, um, don't know what went wrong uh, last week against West Coast. Um, Bulldogs, um, they're there and thereabouts, but, you know, Collingwood will uh, have too much run. They'll have too much firepower up forward, um, you know, and their, and their centre line of, you know, Scott Penderby. Good to see Travis Farco back in bit of experience in and around the ball and just he dishes it out you know he's like a, yeah. you, you watch that bloke play football yeah. he just gets a little handball he just handballs it out and just does a little bit of shepherd then he'll run past and he'll just do a little toe poke over there he's, he's a he's a fantastic um, match up player yeah. for, for any team to have and um, it's great to see him back inside and um, Darcy Moore Darcy Moore's running really really well um, if he can stay fit and on the park um, you know Collingwood um, are, are going to be really up there at the end of the year Western Bulldogs, I can see uh, Tom Liberatore playing fantastic football. Matthew Suckling, you know, with that fantastic left foot. You know, he, he just sets the play up for them. Um, and then you've got, um, you know, uh, Tory Dixon and Aaron Norton and those guys feeding off of that when they when the ball comes to the forward line really, really fast. Um, but I reckon Collingwood will slow him down and hey, Collingwood will win this game. Hey, listeners, our valuable producers just brought something to our attention. A late change in for Collingwood is Callum Brown out Dame Beams. He's got the flu. So that's a, that's a big pick up there. That's another change that, that uh, Dame Beams has been solid, but uh, that's probably why they've brought in Varco. We did, I didn't mention that in the earlier, no, but no. They're, they're, they're late. They're very late, those. And he's just pulled out Dame Beams with illness. But, um, that's not good. Yeah, Paul, the matchup, I think, uh, is going to be Jack McRae. He's going to go straight to Pendlebury. I really like Pendlebury. He's not. He's playing footy for for the team. You know, he's not getting his thirty-five, forty no. touches. He's just controlling the troops. Yep. He's just getting them around, and he's telling them where to go. Yep. And, and 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 he's Directing being traffic. the real the real leader that uh, we know that he can be. And I, I really like how he's going about his his football at the moment. Brody Grundy. He needs to uh, get back up to where he was. He, last year, he was his best season I've ever seen him play. Yeah. He was the reason why Collingwood had such a breakout year last year and why they went so deep into the final series. If they can get him up and about. I like Dugowie. I, I reckon he's just a spring-heeled forward line player and, and, and we know he can take a mark. But on the other hand, Paul, my man, I always talk about him, the Bont. Yep. I, I think he. I think he's really stepped up as well as a skipper. I really like him. Tim uh, Tom Liberatore has been like the recruit of the yep. year for them. He's playing because good for he him. came off a long term injury yes. last year. Yep. He's back in the middle. This game's going to be very close for a long, long way tonight. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the last the, the game last week against um, the Gold Coast Sun, you know, they had Caleb Daniel running a lot and 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 running through the lines and and connecting the back line up to the forward line. And I think um, Collingwood will see that and and you know they'll they'll cut that off. So I'm really concerned about how Western Bull is going to run their ball out of their back line. Um, I just think that that's where they're going to find some trouble. You know, getting it down to uh, Marcus Bontempelli if he's playing up in the forward line along with Josh Shass and um, people like that. Um, I think it's it's. I think they're going to struggle to get that ball out of their back line, and Collingwood will hold it in there and they'll score heavily. Yep, yep. Well, that bringing that JJ back, I think that's the only leg speed they're going to have down back. But uh, what what a um, what a game that looks like to be tonight. Paul. I'll be close. Yep. It'll be. Oh no! What I want to say, it'll be close. I think Collingwood will win the game, um, but 
uh, it'll be a good contest. Yeah, no, that indeed. I, uh, it's uh, that time of the that time of the show, Paul. I've got a big, massive thank you. Must go out to Danielle Ponder. She gave up her time she just straight off the plane from Bali, I reckon. Yep. But uh, I think that was fantastic. Young, inspirational, oh, young girl. spoke really well. You know, like, and it's really, really good to hear young um, people and young females speak so well and about how they feel and, and what they want to do and, and how they want to be role models and, and how they want to have a successful career and life, you know. So I think it's fantastic. And she'll do really well. I, you know, she just sounded really switched on and really together. Uh, on that's, that's deadly. And and on. She, won a, she played the grand final, Joe. She's a premiership player, yeah. mate. Uh, yeah, that's uh, more than... Wow, that's, that's it. That's it. It's all Paul. over. Revo Stee. Go that, the Blues. That's it for 2000 and... Uh, well, round four. Round four. That's us, Paul. Friday Night Footy Talk with Joe Clark and Paul Archie. Gold Coast? No, no. not in the eight. Richmond? No, not in the eight. Struggling? Adelaide Crows? Crows, not in the eight. Wow. Essendon? Not in the eight. Pretenders? Sydney? Not in the eight. Carlton? Not in the eight. <laughs> wow, where are we going to get the rest from? No, we've got, we've got eight in there. Okay, okay. Joe Clark and Paul Archie. Talking footy Friday nights from six o'clock right here on Karma Radio.